1: Now I'm Googling Terrence Davis's
0: butt. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode number 588 of Locked On Raptors 4. Uh, you guys are listening to this on Wednesday October 23rd I'm your host Sean Woodley I'm so bad with dates I need a calendar at all times in front of my face or I have no clue what's going on uh, I'm your host Sean Woodley as I mentioned of RaptorsHQ.com. you can find me on Twitter as always at Woodley Sean the show is at Lockdown Raptors links to every show available there make sure you're checking out the Lockdown Podcast Network of course team focus shows all 30 NBA teams all 32 NFL teams we've got lots of national coverage as well Nate Duncan and John Hollinger on Mondays on the Lockdown NBA channel uh, No kozlov and adam stanko two days a week as well we got locked on nba covering all the games every single day make sure you're checking it out it is great stuff if you're an nba fan at this lovely lovely time of year all right on today's show the raptors celebrated ring night with a 130 122 victory and joining me in the beautiful canadian Tire suite here in the deep in the bowels of the uh, Scotia Bank Arena, are we supposed to say we're in the Canadian Tire Suite? We did just we, kind of walk in know, here, but whatever. Canadian Tire trip coming here? I mean, that'd be nice. But inside, that voice you hear is Vivek Jacob. What's going on, pal? Uh,
1: the Raptors are perfect in the 2019-20 season. Can't remember the last time they lost, but yeah, um, it's all good in Raptor Land. Uh, you know, I think it's hard not to start with the banner ceremony, the championship ceremony. Yeah. Um, And I thought everything was so well done. To start (laughs) with the highlights um, and to have, you know, the fans go crazy again when they saw the bounce shot. Yeah. uh, Then go crazier again when they saw Fred with, you know, the primal scream after hitting the three uh, at Oracle. Um, You know, that was so, so cool. And then to see Masai get the ovation that he got. Yeah. And be, and, yeah, just the joy on everyone's faces. Um, it's something I'll never forget. Mm-hmm. And then, even though I couldn't see much of the banner as it was <laughs> unveiled because of where we were seated, yeah. um, that was, again, just an incredible moment for the franchise. And, you, and again, you know, you can't... When, when stuff like this happens, for some reason, I can't help but go back to all the shitty moments. Yeah, and, man. Like
0: just gotta wallow in All the pain the stuff when you enjoy the things, franchise yeah. that to
1: get through and yeah. to be at this point now um where it's almost like the closing of one chapter mm-hmm. um spoiler this is kind of what my column is about um, <laughs> and maybe now, it's up by the time uh, and now, now to have this, yeah. uh pascal and fred sort of leading the way with the new chapter i mm-hmm. think it's pretty special.
0: Yeah, man, it was uh that opening, it took like half an hour and I wish it could have taken longer. It just flew by, right? And yeah. like the montage where they go through all four rounds. I'm sure that video is going to be available somewhere and I'm going to watch it a million times yeah. between now and the time I die probably. Yeah. As long as YouTube is a thing and the earth is not enveloped by the sun, I can't wait to watch that. Um did you have a favorite moment from the the ceremony? Cuz like I have a few there were there were a lot of like funny funny little things that happened too like right. little sort of intricacies but yeah. did you have anything in particular that stood out?
1: Um, I enjoyed uh, the Norm and Surge choreography on the spot. Hell yeah! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think hands down my favorite moment was Kyle yeah getting his ring and you know just sort of tapping his heart because it just felt like. You can see he was was like very close to being overcome. Been through this together, right? Yeah, Um, that was very much what it felt like. And you think about uh, all the playoff losses, uh, losing to LeBron. Uh, You think about all the criticism that he's taken um, in the postseason. You know, and for him to have the series that he had against Milwaukee that for him to have the series that he had against Golden State for him to close out the Warriors mm-hmm. and close out Oracle the way he did in game 6 um, I, yeah I think that was easily my favorite moment obviously he had to be the one that spoke to the fans after all yeah. of that uh, and you know,
0: here's Malcolm Miller to address the fans <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, It was cool that Jody Meeks and Eric Moreland were there That was nice I, uh, I thought maybe Jordan Lloyd was going to be there Because he tweeted something with a ring But I guess he's yeah. in Europe So yeah. not really
1: doable for him I'm really, And I guess it was yeah. too far for Jeremy Lynn to come Yeah
0: And uh, maybe too rot with peril <laughs> With the whole China yeah. relationship right now yeah. um, And then It got me really excited for when Kawhi and Danny come back too because that's going to be special, yeah. Uh, and like when yeah. Jonas comes back, I'm sure Jonas is getting a ring. I'm sure, and all the guys who got dealt, yeah. to, I think, get rings too. So that's going to be really cool. I well, so at my favorite moment was when the banner was unveiled because I was smart and got up to the right gondola in front of- <laughs> like, uh, and, like 90 minutes before tip off because I knew there was only going to be like a couple seats that were prime banner territory, and mm. it was insanely busy here tonight. Like.
1: Yeah, by the time I came upstairs, I just had to take what I could get.
0: There were as many people for, like, conference finals games, as I recall it. I I can't speak to the finals because I wasn't there, but, like, it was nuts. And I think there was, like, not even enough seating for some people. So that was crazy. Uh, And so I knew I had to get up there early, and I was, like, right in front of it. The banner looks amazing, by the way. It's so well designed. The fact that all the names of the players are on it, too, is a really nice touch. And then, like, the countdown. And, again, Kyle just very obviously being just about overcome with emotion as he got his ring Mm -hmm. was great. Also, Adam Silver hugging everyone like Voldemort was cool (laughs) to laugh at at least Uh, and then OG and Anobi like just being forced into a hug with Larry Tannenbaum as well (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah. Katie Heindel sent me a picture of it and she's like I'm getting this tattooed on me (laughs) (laughs) yeah Banner Night was awesome it was really cool to sort of relive all that I just like walked through I mean full disclosure I was trying to score a replica ring didn't have any dice uh, (laughs) but that's fine Uh, I was walking through the concourse and just sort of you could sense the energy just sort of the joy that yeah. was all in there. And even just like the media and everyone ahead of time, like, you know, sometimes when there's a game. People, especially like an 8 o'clock start, you'll have people grumbling like, oh, 8 o'clock start, this is stupid, I don't want to work, I don't want to go home and sleep and all that stuff, but like, just seemed like everyone was stoked to be here tonight, and that was uh, really cool, and definitely going to be the case on Monday against the Magic, I'm sure. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I'm yeah.
0: excited for that, because there's going to be like a quarter of the amount of people here, and like the locker room won't be a sea of human beings. Don't lie to me, <laughs> you're excited because of Terrence Ross. Oh, no, also that. <laughs> Ter- terry be Terry. <laughs> um... um. Yeah, so the ring yeah. ceremony, any last thoughts on the ring ceremony before we get to the actual game?
1: Uh, no, I, I think, uh, yeah, I think we covered all the points that needed to be covered, so, um, yeah. It's, Do that it's again. Gonna be, it's <laughs> never going to get old walking into this building, yeah. looking up, and seeing that banner. Oh, no. know. Um, and I also... Uh, thought it was cool that they finally changed the Atlantic Division banners, and now there's just the one banner with all of the <laughs> Atlantic Division titles.
0: Yep. I, that looks cool. It looks a little more accomplished to have one banner with a bunch of years listed yeah, on it. Exactly. That's good. They have the Eastern Conference Champions banner as well. I'm not sure if they lifted that during the finals last year. I wasn't there, so I don't know. But
1: uh, Yes. They did? Okay. Yes.
0: All right. So they have them nicely arranged, and it's like a really big championship banner. It's great. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Uh, I think the Warriors' ones were like kind of small. It was just like a little banner with a Larry o. B on it and like the year. the Raptors did it right. Um, anyway, before we carry on to the meat of the game, which was an awesome game that we'll get to in just a second, I gotta tell you about Indochino. Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. Start your style upgrade now with $30 off your total purchase of 399 bucks or more at Indochino.com when entering code on at checkout, and you can look like Josh Lewenberg did tonight.
1: <laughs> mm, man. That man was in a championship suit. He sure was. Yeah. And Nick Nurse couldn't even find his socks and underwear. (laughs) The NBA playoffs are right around the corner. And Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, let's get to the game. Uh, I'm, we don't I'm, need to I'm talk a little about, bit disappointed no yeah. one followed up. I was thinking about it. I was like, that's the kind of question I would ask. I'm the toilet humor guy. <laughs> hey, did you get your gotchies there, Nick? I it didn't really see I, right. I was sitting
1: too close to ask. Yeah. I was like, if I was yeah. way in the back, I would have just yeah. been like, hey did you find your underwear? Yeah, uh, yeah. like right from the front and like, yeah, yeah, that's awkward. For
0: people who don't understand, Nick Nurse said he forgot his underwear and socks before the game, so and um, he was hoping not sure what get he was. I guess he was going commando in his pregame, or does he switch? I, I don't know. We don't have to get into Nick Nurse's underwear, but yeah, <laughs> I mean.
1: Might, might have shot his pants when he gave the ball to Norman Powell <laughs> at the end of the game. All right, we'll get to that. Uh, let's sort
0: of go through the course of the game first. Uh, the game was very entertaining. Raptors win 131-22 in overtime. Uh, a banger of a game, really fun way to bring in the season. Much better than like a bloat or something like that. I thought it was very entertaining. And I think we're mm-hmm. going to see a lot of games like this one this year because right. there were phases of the game where the Raptors half court offense, kind of slowed down. Their defense kept them in it. And they turned defense into offense to get themselves back rolling, and it was kind of an oscillating thing like that, and I think that's going to kind of be the identity of this team this season. I don't think yeah. they're going to pull away in a ton of games like this, but they are going to be there, and yeah. you have Alex Wong just chanting, no, don't underestimate the heart of a champion over in the corner like <laughs> as they make comebacks over and over again, uh, and that's just going to be the thing all year long, I think, and so... Let's just get into sort of main takeaways from the game, as we typically do with these. Yep. Uh, your biggest takeaway from the game as a whole, there's lots to take away. Maybe you have a few, but uh, what did you think?
1: Um, Fred is a looks like a far better scorer than I expected. What the hell, dude? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, his drives to the basket were the thing that stood out the most to mm-hmm. me. I mean, uh, there's been times before where he struggled against size, but... Um, and and we've seen that move before where he tries to use his body to sort of create that separation Mm -hmm. so it's interesting I'll have to go back and watch over and and see if he's doing anything differently but uh, it just seemed like he was way more effective at creating uh, that separation with his body and so um, he had a bunch of finishers at the rim was getting to the line um, and obviously the, the three point shot was falling down for him too
0: yeah, they got to the line a ton tonight. Fred got there six times. Siakam got there 11. Lowry 13. They shot 38 free throws as a team, which helped them because their offense uh, had some moments where it wasn't so awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Fred's separation was alarming in a good way, but like yeah. not something we've ever really seen. No. I think at the start of last season, he flashed a little bit of it, but then his back started to hurt, and then it was kind of lost for the entire year. And as great as he was in the back half of the conference finals and the finals, it wasn't that style of play it was him sort of roaming around off ball hitting catch and shoot threes and then also just locking up Steph Curry and it was cool to see him sort of flash that because like and look it's just one game I don't want to go and say Fred is the point guard of the future or anything just yet but like if he is going to be considered that, that has to be the element of his game that he improves most this season. So right. that was really good to see. He completed some pocket passes to his bigs, which was yep. very nice. Uh, it seemed like Abaka and Gasol kind of had brick hands sometimes, and they didn't always connect. But uh, it seemed like Fred actually had that feel and that touch and that rhythm down a little bit better than he typically has in the past. Uh, so that was very nice. He finished with 34 points, mm-hmm. career high, yep. 12 of 18. <laughs> like, all right, sure. That I'll take it. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's not bad at all. Um, I'm not expecting that to be the thing going forward with him as like a norm, but it might be like maybe maybe I'm underselling what Fred is going to be this season. He started and he didn't really do anything to lose that starting job, and Norm Powell certainly didn't do, do anything to gain it. So I think we're probably going to see this at least for the next little while here and see how it works. And Fred was awesome, man. There's no denying it. Freddie Melons they hit that big three in the corner. I'm You're going to make, make this a thing. I'm going to make Freddie Melons happen. There's history behind it. You mm-hmm. know, with Marcus Paul saying he has these enormous melons, it makes sense. He hits big shots. He's Freddie Melons, and it's going to be a thing. So. Uh, love Fred VanVleet's game great to see hope he's okay he rolled his ankle at the end of the third quarter falling on a cameraman move the stupid cameraman off the baseline please put GoPros on the stanchions if you really need them like it's It's fine. Uh, And so hopefully he's okay. He was a little bit hobbled, had to be sort of run off ball. Nick Nurse joked after the game about how uh, he thought about taking him out, but instead decided to run a couple plays for him. (laughs) So, sure, uh, load management, not exactly uh, top of mind in this game, but it was uh, very necessary to have him out there, especially since Pascal Siakam fouled out. That takes me to Pascal Siakam. Yes. He was... So I don't until late in the game where he sort of took over the offense, I didn't think I he thought was, he was at best okay. Yeah. I didn't think he was having a very good yeah. game. And then you look up and he's like at twenty-eight points, sixteen <laughs> rebounds and five assists, and it's like, huh. Okay. That came fast. Uh yeah. and I just that's the superstar thing, right? We yeah. saw this with Kawhi last year. Even on nights where he didn't look great, he would pick up just like crazy buckets of points because he got to the line a ton, as we right. said. Ten of eleven from the line for Pascal tonight. That's great. To see, yeah, and like that's going to be a staple of his game, I think, based on the way he's played. You know, his post game was very prominent tonight, and uh, I asked Nick Nurse about it after the game. Like, what would you think of? He tried like a dozen different moves out there. He tried a Dirk step back. He tried yeah. a couple of sort of in and out stuff. He he had like a weird spin to the left off glass finish that was beautiful, and busted out a whole repertoire. And you could see, I think, as the game was going on, him sort of doing the Pascal thing where he learns and then improves upon what he failed at, but still, it wasn't like the cleanest game from him. He was not terribly efficient. He was 11 of 26 at one point. I think he was like 9 of 22 or something like that. He was not killing it by any means, but with the free throws and with the rebounding and with the five assists, didn't really matter. (laughs) And like, there are going to be growing pains. This is going to be, I think, a really indicative game for Pascal this season, but... He didn't seem to be afraid of like taking on the offense late in the game. Him and Kyle had a really great connection late. A couple good buckets that they uh, you know connected up for at the end mm-hmm. there too. And I mean, those are huge plays, right? Yeah,
1: it was the and one to get it within one. Yeah, and then he had the the, like the, seal the dive off down in. Low. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And so he didn't look afraid of that. And. I mean, I was, I was really impressed with what he looked like. And look, there are going to be ups and downs. He's going to yeah. have possessions like the one where he totally botched a dribble handoff and then things happened. Marc Gasol throws a nice bounce pass and then it comes back out and he hits a three. Like, yeah. He's going to have those possessions. That's, that, that one possession, I think, in the fourth quarter was kind of like a microcosm of what I think a season is going to be, where there's going to be mistakes and then he's going to bail them out. Um, what were your thoughts on Pascal's performance today? Yeah,
1: I thought one of the important things that Nurse said um, that stuck with me a uh, as a result of your question mm-hmm. was uh, when he said that you know hey yeah he missed some of those but those are things he needs to add to his game yeah. so they're fine with him taking those shots totally he, if if he's going to become the player that the raptors hope he can become and truly reach that ceiling he needs sort of that leeway um, and that leash to be able to explore that stuff and mm-hmm. slowly develop and get there and so i i thought that was encouraging and then obviously i think the big thing with him is every time he faces up, mm-hmm. you know, he can get wherever he wants to go. Mm-hmm. When when he faces up against any defender, you could just see the confidence. Um, I mean, when I asked him a question, he said he's comfortable from any spot on the floor, whether he's <laughs> facing up or whether he's posting up. So um, obviously it's nice to have that confidence, but it just feels like when he's facing up and when he's got a head of steam, You know, the defender's pretty much got no chance because, you know, his his dribble's improving. He can go left to right. He can go right to left. Then he can spin back the other way. So um, it's good to see that, you know, people still haven't figured that out with him. And uh, I think that's a big part of him getting to the line, too, right? Just creating that initial separation to where everyone's trying to play catch-up.
0: And the five assists were nice, too. And I think there were a couple opportunities where he might have had a couple extra ones. I think... What is going to be a staple play for the team this season? And I think it only happened once or twice, and I I don't think it ended up in any points. But Pascal posts up, draws a double with OG's man in the corner. OG cuts in, and then it's like a very easy Pascal to OG pass for like a dunk. I think that's going to happen all the time until teams stop selling out for that, and then they'll have to rejigger it. But I think that was, you know, OG looked good today too, man. Like he, He looked... Spry, Nick Nurse once again joked not all of his drives were pretty, but he got the job done. He had yeah. 11 points. He hit a three. He looked confident taking his other threes. One popped right out. Uh, even though it was just 104, I didn't think it was like a bad 104 or anything like that. I think he had one not so close yeah. one, but um, I thought he looked comfortable being like a fifth guy in the offense where sometimes he's asked to put the ball in the deck, yep. and he did
1: it. And I thought he arguably got the biggest stop of the game when he was on Drew Holiday. Oh, my God. And yeah, late in the that, game. That possession was incredible. And yeah. that's when you see the best of OG, right? And um, when Nick Nurse talks about wanting to put him on the opposing team's best player, yeah, um, that's what you want to see. That's what we saw during his rookie season, that he has the capability to do that. Yeah. Um, and so if he can get back to doing that, and that's so important uh, in terms of Pascal being able to do what he does offensively, yeah. right? Like you can't ask Pascal to do everything on the defensive end and then go get you, you know, yeah. 30 plus on the offensive end. So, um, that's why OG's role is going to be so important. Um, I think it's important. You, you touched on, uh, Pascal's playmaking. Um, I want to touch on Norm cause I thought there were some encouraging signs. He had some good yeah. kickouts. Yeah. Um, there were more drives where, you know, he sort of seemed to understand when he needed to slow down. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously no one's happy with the decision he made uh, at the end of the fourth. Uh, I mean, you you could ask Blake as soon as he caught the ball. I started laughing my ass. Off. I was like, you, you could sort of just see where that was going. Um, well, I made the joke was was hilarious. Like, what's
0: Dwayne Casey doing drawing up this play for Lou Williams? <laughs> like, it, it was. It was really shades of that Detroit game yeah. with Lou Williams taking the shot from the logo. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. but I agree. I thought Norm, you know, he wasn't amazing or anything, and I no. thought Fred very much, you know, put his stamp on that starter's job. But yeah. I mean,
1: he was stuck on zero points for a
0: while. He was, yeah. yeah. But he had eight boards. Like, they're yeah. gonna need help from the, board, the uh, from the guards in the rebounding department. It's, and yeah,
1: it's gonna be a gang rebounding season for sure.
0: Yeah, and so unless Pascal just grabs eighteen every game, uh. <laughs> <laughs> we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate. Um, But no, so let's quickly touch on that last play. Actually, let's uh, pivot to a quick game I want to play with you called Are You Worried? Okay. It's one game, but we're going to do it because overreaction is the best. Okay. Uh, So let's play Are You Worried? Okay. Are you worried that Nick Nurse has a little hat full of just like random ass plays that he's drawing out at the end of games and today he just happened to pull Norm Iso and next game might it be Chris Boucher lob at the rim <laughs> are you worried about Nick Nurse's late game play calling
1: no not at all <laughs> I'm kidding he's a genius and the play he drew
0: up for Fred like a minute before
1: that was beautiful oh my god yeah. Hit, uh, Kyle hitting Fred in the corner for yeah. that three I mean and that's and that's the other thing that, that you like about him too right he's He's not afraid to just go for the tie in a yeah. situation like that, right? Yeah. A lot of coaches would have just said, hey, let's go quick two and get the stop. Mm-hmm. But he believes, he has conviction, he, has, he believes in his plays, and he's like, hey, yeah, we're going to get Fred wide Fred's open. Fred's have 18 on, feet of space on, in the corner. on one ankle, and <laughs> he's going to knock it down. Yeah. Um,
0: I don't know what happened with the Norm thing. Is it, it very much seemed like the play they called was just Norm, go try to score. Maybe it's like a boost his confidence type of thing, which if it's yeah. playing a long game, then maybe I can get on board with it. Right. I, I don't know what that was, but heat check... He boxed and won to the finals. He he checked to see if he could just run a norm ISO to win it. Just dudes from San Diego, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the hey, ISOing at the end of games.
1: <laughs> hey, if it if it's if it, if it was something that was on the list to cross off, yeah. uh, Over the eighty-two games, then and like he norm, obviously wanted yeah. to check it off pretty quickly. <laughs> like, we Going back to summer. that again.
0: Yeah, please, coach. Please, just yeah. give me one ISO at the end of the game. I know it could be <laughs> your ISO guy. Just all right, fine. Norm, you get one shot. <laughs> Uh, no, I ended
1: up being. No just more lying. Mamba camp for you. Yeah,
0: are you worried about Kyle Lowry's control of the offense? This was a thing that I kind of noticed in the game. A, Fred Van Vliet had the ball significantly more than Kyle did. which
1: Til, Till the injury, yeah. Yeah,
0: which, like, I, you know, this season it's a little bit different. Last season it was a thing where it was Fred always had the ball with both Kawhi and Kyle on the floor. And that didn't yep. make a lot of sense to me. Um, this year it's a little different, obviously. But still, Kyle wasn't really running the show early on. He only had two assists in the first half, which was kind of on Kyle-like. And he had a couple sort of throwaway turnovers and stuff like that. What did you think of the way Kyle managed the offense in this one? Uh, Again, this is one game, so probably not too worried. But
1: yeah, I I think um, some of it for me is just trying to ease Kyle back in Mm -hmm. terms of you know this is the second game that he's played since Game Six of the NBA Finals. Easing him back with forty-five minutes, so, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but you know, I think. Uh, In terms of the ball handling, you know, on some level, the franchise also needs to find out uh, exactly what they want to know about Fred Mm -hmm. this season, right? Because there's a big decision to be made um, in the off season, and uh, right now it looks like he's coming for a pretty big bag. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I think at at the end of the day, to me, this is the beginning of a new chapter. I think Kyle is just going to be. Uh, A guiding light to Mm -hmm. guys like Fred and Terrence and Pascal uh, and OG and you know I think he's so smart where he's going to recognize that he can afford to give them the keys as much as they need and, and get throw them as much as they can handle and then when they need some support he can offer it to them.
0: Yeah, I'm not worried either, just to be clear. Uh, I've never worried about Kyle Lowry, I think. It's a game. A, this might be a way to sort of load manage him a little bit, just not have him have to create all the time down the floor, which is good. Uh, And, yeah, like grooming Fred while also saving Kyle for the later more important parts of the season can't be a bad idea, especially when he's being worked back. I just thought it was a little interesting. Like the separation thing, you know, that was sometimes an issue last year, not so much because Kawhi was there to sort of paper over everything, but... Um, You know, Kyle trying to gain separation in pick and rolls and stuff like that, being able to get that top of the, the pick and roll
1: three off. We'll see.
0: I, I yeah. mean, maybe that's just not like hey, his bag anymore. But he's still really good and hit a freaking dagger late in the game and, and
1: thirteen free throw attempts. Per-
0: yeah, he got to the line a ton and penetrated and looked mean doing it. And th- he's a badass. And also uh, got a tech and yelled at the refs, which uh, classic. Took a charge today too. Yep. Classic Kyle Lowry. He's
1: fine and uh, <laughs> never never got continuation once. <laughs> no, uh,
0: are you worried that Marcus Saul is still hungover?
1: Uh yes, <laughs> 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 rough game. For the soul, man. Um yeah, is it? It's interesting because I think everyone was sort of watching in the fourth, and then even into overtime, and it's like, why isn't Ibaka in the game? Yeah. Um, and everyone was sort of wondering that he was then, in for
0: like a minute, and then yeah, nurse and then it was out, like yeah. no,
1: and so you know, maybe it was a cohesiveness thing. Maybe it was, you know, wanting to have that extra playmaking. with w- Pascal Falden, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So um, it could have been a bit of that. And so, you know, again, I think Nurse made the point that, you know, at one point he was a minus 21 and yeah. finished the game a minus two. So obviously there were positive uh, contributions that he was making. And team defense is something that you can't yeah. really uh, get too many stats off. But uh, you can you can see the impact he has in terms of his positioning. Um, his so ability to still those come up high shots, man. Like, like, exactly, he should be right? able to do that at 34, yeah. 35 But that's the thing; that, he that makes size. those reads yeah. so early in terms of understanding where to be, and he has so much experience. And I think that contributes to again just knowing exactly where to be at the right time, and mm-hmm. knowing you know when to sort of hedge over and kind of trap and when to drop and all that kind of stuff. So. Uh, yeah he's just really freaking smart <laughs> <laughs> he's
0: a basketball savant uh, his post-ups maybe could use a little work or be thrown in the trash yeah it's, yeah uh, he couldn't yeah. he couldn't really create if separation. there is a thing I'm actually worried about it is his ability to sort of take on that scoring load he used to have in, yeah. me- in Memphis I, I just I don't think he much has like any confidence in himself when he has the ball near the rim it seems yeah. like he's always looking to pass out of those situations when he's when he's posting up and eventually like if you're not a threat there then what you're passing into is not going to be anything that's gonna cause any danger for the defense. So right. uh, I think it's important that he figure out whatever yips he has with his post-ups. And you know maybe the secret with him, sort of like it was with Jonas Valanciunas, is to get him on the roll a little more. He had an and mm. one on the roll late with Norman Powell, which was a weird yeah. hookup. But um, you know, <laughs> that seems like you know something where if he has that momentum going towards the basket, he's got soft touch. Maybe that's a better way to use him offensively as opposed to just dumping it down to him. Maybe you just use Pascal as your post-up threat as he refines his passing and as he shows that he has a crazy amount of post moves to work on and poor, poor Brandon Ingram and a couple other guys just had... or JJ Redick got... Absolutely cooked. I don't think we saw much of JJ Redick after that <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> when uh, Pascal got on and uh, him in transition and an ISO yeah. and just completely torched him. So yeah, um, yeah. But I'm definitely worried about Gasol's offensive touch around the yeah. rim. That's got. I mean, credit Derek Favors as well. He's a good yeah. Player, no, he's very so. good. Yeah, uh, and now is doing the surge thing where he's playing the position he's good at yeah. as opposed to being shoehorned to the four for five years. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, are you worried about this? Is the last one? Are you worried about the eight man rotation?
1: Uh. If, if it, if, if yes, because, like, it doesn't <laughs> it, it, seem like he it, short, anybody else. The, the, yeah. Yeah. Look, the, the short the answer is yes. But, yeah. Um, I, I didn't, I, I did take some positives from shoot around when he said that, you know, he really just wants to get guys like Stanley and Rondé and uh, all, all the new faces pretty much up to speed and mm-hmm. understanding, uh, as much of the uh, plays as possible and understanding mm-hmm. how hard this team plays. Um, and apparently those guys are running two-a-days and being worked even more than uh, the championship core. (laughs) So You guys sit while these fools run around. Yeah. (laughs) Try to
0: learn how to play our system and schemes. Yeah, so
1: hopefully it's more that. Um, And, again, I don't think you can go 82 games with, uh, you know, Seven guys for playing, Pascal, playing a significant for chunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and then Terrence Davis popping in and giving you everything that he's got.
0: He looked good, though. Oh, yeah. I'm not worried about Terrence Davis. No. He looks fun and sprightly and sometimes a little out of control, but that's good. I like a little weirdness, and yeah. I'm here for it. And uh, I think this is going to be a fun season, man. Weird ass team sometimes where they throw out kooky lineups. They had like a Fred, Kyle, Terrence Davis. Like, Pascal and Gasol line up at one point. Yeah. That was really fun. Um, you know, as they work in some of these other guys, whether it's Chris Boucher or Matt Thomas or Malcolm Miller or McCaw or whoever, I'm sure Rondé is going to be part of the rotation. I would be kind of shocked if he's not to try to get some, you know, a, a bit of a breather for Pascal. But right, uh, it's going to be kooky and bizarre. And I am very much here for it because they're champions. They have a banner. They don't have to worry too much this year about, like, doing anything significant. So, yeah. they still might be very, very good, as mm-hmm. we saw tonight. Like didn't play a very good game but they you know found a way in the end because yeah. they are a bunch of dudes who just kind of know how to do it and that's comforting
1: yeah i mean listen to take the emotional toll that all that pregame ceremony brings um, and still sort of hang in there and come out with the w yeah that Championship pedigree. <laughs> <laughs> I can't
0: believe we could say that. <laughs> All right, I got to catch a bus home, uh, and we've gone quite long enough here. But yeah. back. thank you so much for jumping on. Thanks to of Katie course, and Tyre for hosting us in their suite. I don't know. I don't understand these sweets. Should, it's should, not. You can't watch we, the game we thank from all here. these
1: brand names in search of a sponsor. Or? No, I'm good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have
0: Indochino, baby. Uh, so that's going to do it for today's show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please subscribe, rate, review iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play. Also, go check out Locked On Pelicans tomorrow with Jake Madison if you want to get the Pelican side of the game and uh, do that. I'm sure he's got lots of Zion Williamson talk there, too. Bit of a bummer we didn't see him tonight. But the Pelicans mm. are fun and weird. And I. Uh, as I've just covered, fun and weird teams speak to me. So I look forward to watching them this year, too. And we will look forward to doing more podcasts as well. On Thursday, I believe, we am going to be joined by Katie Heindel to review How Hungry Are You, which Ooh. is going to be awesome. So stay tuned for that. And uh, yeah, we got a bunch of other stuff. Jacob Mack from Raptors HQ is going to make his podcast debut later this week, too. So stay tuned for that as well. And we will talk to you next time with another episode of Locked on Raptors.